hello, hello. Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trim the Staple Podcast. I'm Paul, and I'm sad to say, but for the next three episodes, I'm going to be flying solo. No Janine. I know. It is tragic. Janine will not be with us. But why would that be? How can that be? Well, it's because the next three episodes are going to be discussing the trip I just came back from, Florida. Yes, I flew out to Florida pretty much for about five days, and I was able to actually visit Busch Gardens Tampa. SeaWorld Orlando, and for the first time ever, Universal's Islands of Adventure. So what we're going to do for the next three episodes is we're going to be discussing each one of those parks, not in super, super great detail. It's going to be more in line with what we actually did, well, what I actually did uh, when I was on this trip. But before we get started, the one thing I definitely did during this trip was I really focused on some stuff for the YouTube channel. Now, if you're new to the YouTube channel, basically... Everybody's got a YouTube channel. Coaster Studios, Airtime Thrills, In The Loop. I'm not that good at video editing. So what we are doing with our YouTube channel is going in a slightly different direction. We're actually going to be working on shorts. So if you actually go to 125 Roller Coaster Challenge on YouTube, you're going to see uh, Kumba, some stuff on Kumba, and some stuff on The Incredible Hulk, and some stuff on Montu, and all this kind of stuff here. But they're going to be actually under a minute long. Because, let's be honest... I'm not going to ever be as good as Coaster Studios or these other guys, so why not get a little shot of roller coasters or a little shot of a kid's section in one minute blurbs? So basically, we're focusing on the shorts. We're still going to be doing our live feeds. We're still going to be putting our podcast on there, but the main thing is we really want to focus on the shorts. Now, the next three episodes... Every park we did, we're going to have an episode for. So the first park that we actually hit was Bush Gardens, Tampa. Now, I have been to Bush Gardens, Tampa about a year ago, and we were dealing with a lot of things on that end. In regards to COVID, we had to wear a mask the whole time. But this time, there's a couple unique things about this trip to Bush Gardens, Tampa. First of all, I'm a Plat Pass holder. And if you notice, the title of this episode is Purple for the New Plat. And what that means is... They have a brand new purple tracked roller coaster there, Iron Gwazi. And by the end of this episode, you're going to know my thoughts on that fantastic ride. Other things that were brand new was this was actually during Mardi Gras. So I'm going to talk about the Mardi Gras uh, festivities, some positives, some negatives on that. I also went with my friend who is 100% GP. Her name is Michelle. She's ridden roller coasters, but she's never seen what an RMC can do. She's even never seen a Skyrocket 2 and was really enthralled by Tigris. And then the last thing we did, and this was a necessity just because of the fact that after I figured out what the weekend was. It was President's Day weekend. It was Mardi Gras. It was all this. We had to get the quick queue. So, kicking off here. The first day we went, we literally went directly to Clearwater, actually. When we landed, we went right to Clearwater because uh, we wanted to see the beach. I mean, we're up here in Pennsylvania, and we're freezing. So, the first thing we want to do is see the beach. But once we got back from the beach, we went right to the uh, Holiday Inn Express, really right across from the park, Bush Gardens, Tampa. It's like right there. Well, I've been going to this hotel every time I go there, and there's two major reasons. First of all, it's a nice, clean hotel, and it's right there, uh, right in front of the park. But the second reason is they have a shuttle service. 
And I didn't realize how great their shuttle service was until third park I went to, Universal's Islands of Adventure, where I kind of played the same game, but their shuttle system was horrible. And I want to throw out a shout out right now to Kevin, who's actually our driver, because I actually went to Busch Gardens Tampa for two days, because originally I was supposed to go there for a wedding, but the wedding ended up getting postponed. Nothing major. Things happen, but I was already in town. I was already scheduled to be in that area on Saturday, so I figured, you know what? Make it a double-decker weekend for me. All right, so the first thing we did when we woke up, we went right to the park, and as soon as we got to the park, we basically went right to Iron Gwazi. Now, this weekend, there is actually pretty much, I really like what the SeaWorld parks are doing, where they do their media day, then the following week, they let the people with the plat passes uh, ride the coaster, then the plat passes and the gold, and then the plat passes gold and silver, and then eventually the general public. This particular weekend, it was a plat pass slash gold. So we actually went in the line and we were actually able to ride this coaster uh, two times early in the morning. Now, of course, I'm going to finish with our thoughts on Iron Gwazi, but let's talk about some of the other things. So next thing we did was we headed over to Cheetah Hunt. Now, Cheetah Hunt is a Blitz Intamin coaster, and I really, really like this coaster, and it was my favorite, but I'll be honest with you, this uh, time we actually only got one ride, even though we had the plat pass. It really didn't do much for me. I was kind of disappointed with it. Uh, is it dropping out of the top 100 or top 50? Probably not. It wasn't as great of a ride as I had a year before. Who knows? Now, another thing with this trip was some of the marquee rides were actually closed. Some were scheduled and some were actually just because they kind of broke. And the first one was Montu. Now, Montu last year was by far the number one coaster in this park for me and it was actually closed down for painting it was kind of neat because uh, when we were actually on the train because we did a couple flat rides because I was with a non-enthusiast basically so we actually did a lot of other things and when I actually went there on the train you could actually see the really nice beautiful portion that they painted and then you could see how bad it was I mean this thing was almost white and I thought it was supposed to be white it's actually supposed to be tan Montu was getting up with the paint, which was expected. I knew that going in. The disappointment one was actually Shikra was down. Now, uh, people said it was a major maintenance issue. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the dive coasters, but I do enjoy them because of the fact that, you know, at that park, it is one of the marquee rides. And because I was with Michelle, she never really ever even seen a dive coaster, let alone even experience hanging over the side like that. So that was a disappointment. Also, some of the flats weren't really working. Uh, In particular, I know uh, Stanley Falls wasn't going now. From what I've been hearing, February is actually February in Florida. Even though it's 70, almost 80 degrees, it's considered an off-season for the water rides. And then there was a couple coasters that I just completely skipped. Uh, There's no reason to really wait in line or do anything with Sand Serpent. It pretty much is a standard mouse that pretty much any park has. And the other one that I actually avoided was actually kind of shocking and I know she was a little upset that she didn't get to ride it but it's actually Cobra's Curse and the main reason why I skipped that is because it is a spinning ride and I really didn't have my Dramamine actually I had Dramamine I didn't have my relief band now why didn't I have my relief band I know that everybody was anxiously waiting to find out about this relief band and does it work and you know what so was I but the biggest problem with the relief band was I kind of left it at home Yeah, I was so anxious to make sure it was charged up uh, that I actually didn't grab that or my watch for this trip. I ran out the door, had to go catch my flight, and I left my watch and I left my relief band. And the ironic part was when I went into my suitcase later on, the gel was in there, the charger, everything was in there except for the relief band. In the future, we will have a full review on the relief band. However, 
I always did have backup Dramamine with me. And Cobra's Curse happens to be one of those rides because it's a spinning mouse and also because it goes backwards that I really didn't want to risk it because, yeah, I came in there with a mission on uh, for Iron Glossy and to actually pretty much show Michelle what I do uh, when it comes to these parks. So I didn't want to get knocked out for the day. So other rides that we went on pretty much throughout that day was we actually went on the Serengeti Express, which I've never done, but this was a great chance to actually see uh, all the animals, which is just fantastic. It is smaller than I originally thought it was because I've only ever seen it from like the draft barn and bar and stuff like that. So I really never saw, I, I thought it was a lot more expansive, but you also got to remember it's pretty much in the middle of Tampa and the east side of Tampa. So they're, they are restrained by a lot of different things, but all in all, you know, the fact that they have hippos, the fact that they have rhinos, uh, elephants, I mean, it is fantastic. I love the orangutans because I was with uh, Michelle, who's general public. Public, I actually sat down and actually enjoyed some of that aspect of things. Another highlight for us was actually Kumba. Now, if you're familiar with um, you know us discussing rankings, Kumba did not do very well for me. Uh, it was number 305 in my count, and I was really excited about Kumba. But it really was the first time I actually ever experienced the B&M rattle. And the ironic part was this time we actually rode it twice and I didn't really experience any rattle. Anything that was greater than anything I've ever experienced before. Uh, kind of felt like uh, Talon or anything else that I've ridden. So I actually really enjoyed Kumba and Kumba's probably going to be moving up the list. So as um, Cheetah Hunt went down, it looks like Kumba went up. Now, one of my biggest surprises uh, happened to be Tigris because it's a sky rocket too and i've done phobia fear i've done tempesto and all these kind of stuff there so for me i really kind of skipped those but michelle was really animate she really wanted to ride it and we did go on it to my surprise that was pretty much besides iron guazi it was her favorite ride there which you know kind of proves that she's gp but also proves to me that while i'll avoid these and ride them once and be done the general public seems to really enjoy something like tigris and it's kind of eye-opening to me uh, as an enthusiast to realize that you know some of these coasters that i take for for granted kind of just faded away you know on on my radar is something that actually does attract people and kind of brings them in I actually remember going into the hotel and them actually having a big thing, a display on Tigris. You know, one of those things that I kind of take for granted was uh, something that really excited uh, someone like uh, Michelle, who's kind of new to everything. Uh, some other highlights, we went on Scorpion. Scorpion uh, kind of dropped down the level because before I was comparing it to the Rattle of Kumba. And Scorpion is a great ride. It's one of the oldest rides, just like the train. I believe the train is the oldest. The second oldest is uh, Stanley Falls, which was down for uh, repairs in the season and then it's also then I believe it's actually Scorpion so the fact that uh, Scorpion's still running really good and it's an old Schwarzkopf I tend to enjoy the ride but I'm probably going to be dropping it down the list a couple of the flats that we did uh, you know we didn't really do many flat flats uh, we actually skipped Falcon's Fury uh, just because neither one of us really wanted to deal with that and I was there for another reason which I mentioned earlier which was Mardi Gras I really hardly ever do any of these kind of events but last year I actually went to Busch Gardens Williamsburg with Kylie and we actually did the Beer and Wine Festival and this was kind of on the opposite side of it. So when I went to the Beer and Wine Festival, they had all these, pretty much these stands throughout the entire park and you went to different sections and each stand had some food options and had some drink options. Now, it was kind of the exact opposite over at Busch Gardens Tampa where 
all the stands were pretty much between the uh, kids section and where Iron Gwazi was, which is okay, you know, kind of consents everything there. They had a stage. They had bands playing that were really nice. Uh, they had a parade. So that section wasn't really annoying to me. But the one thing that was, was I believe there was eight or nine stands and only two of them had food and drinks. All the other ones were basically drinks, which yet again, I understand Mardi Gras. I understand at one point they were throwing beads out to people. As somebody who actually went in there and actually invested in the uh, 10 sampler, uh, hoping that, you know, hey, we can eat all day and we can drink all day. You know, we both get five each. The fact that the food options were pretty limited and also throwing into the fact that a lot of the food was spicy, which I understand yet again, Mardi Gras. But somebody like me who does not enjoy spicy food, it was not a great situation for me. I enjoyed the shrimp po'boys. I enjoyed the chicken po'boys. And then I had a lot of hurricanes while I believe Michelle had a lot of craft beer. That's her kind of thing. So all in all, not a bad thing. If I didn't, probably if I didn't do the one at Busch Gardens Williamsburg and saw how they had it laid out, it probably wouldn't have affected me. I still would have been disappointed in the food, but all in all, not a bad experience, so I regret buying the $55 sampler. No, not at all, because pretty much 55 bucks for a lot of different drinks and stuff like that is probably still better than if I was going there and buying a lunch and dinner. And then, you know, last but not least, you know, the food's fantastic. So that first day was pretty much me enjoying the park with Michelle, basically showing her the beauty of these amusement parks. Because, you know, I go all the time. This is what I do for my happiness. A lot of people think it's kind of unique and kind of different that somebody would actually go to amusement parks all the time. So it was great to show her exactly a window into the world that I enjoy. She got to ride a lot of the different coasters. You know, not all the marquee coasters, but it was enough for her to really enjoy it. So the next day I went to the airport flew her out of there, found out that my wedding was officially canceled, and the gentleman I was staying with over in St. Pete wasn't going to be available until like, you know, 7 o'clock at night. So what is somebody going to do if they have a plat pass in the middle of Tampa and have, I don't know, maybe seven hours to kill? Well, I went for Iron Quasi, and I marathoned Iron Quasi, and I can honestly say that this ride was worth the wait, people. This ride is Everything I love about RMC, everything I love about roller coasters, all rolled into one. I can honestly say right here, because I rode all over the place, and the front row and the back row are completely different rides, and they're completely fantastic different rides. So if you want ejector air, you want to go to the front. If you want the uh, quick transitions and the whippiness, you go to the back. If you're stuck in the middle, you still got a fantastic ride, which is very rare. Every RMC that we have done, we've always found that it's better in the back. Here, the front and the back are just fantastic. And I pretty much marathoned it for, I think I did five or seven in the morning. Then I actually uh, went around and actually filmed stuff for the YouTube channel. I did a lot of the shorts. Uh, some of them up already. Uh, I know I just uh, posted one with Cheetah Hunt. And then later on in the day, I went back there. Wasn't able to get the night ride. But I can honestly say, I'm Gwazi. If you're an enthusiast or if you just love roller coasters and especially if you love RMCs, you need to get the Bush Gardens Tampa ASAP. And the fact that SeaWorld does the plat passes and the plat and gold and the plat and silver really gave 
somebody who actually invested in the Plat Pass a reason to really be proud of having the Plat Pass. Couple bullet points on Iron Gwazi. Uh, first of all, people are going to want to know how does it compare? How does it compare to Steel Vengeance? That's why I keep hearing. Well, how does it compare to Steel Vengeance? How does it compare to Velocicoaster and all this? Well, Velocicoaster, I'm going to tell you about later. But from the RMCs that we have done, which you know we haven't done Iron Rattler yet, and we haven't done Twisted Colossus and all that kind of stuff. We've done Steel Vengeance. We've done Wicked Cyclone. We've done Twisted Timbers and those guys. And I can honestly say that this ride has the intensity of Steel Vengeance to a degree, but the rewritability of Twisted Timbers. So if you're looking for extreme airtime, I'm still going to say go to Steel Vengeance. Steel Vengeance is all about airtime. Meanwhile, Iron Quasi is all about quick transitions. That death roll is magnificent. That is, I, I've always loved the barrel roll drop, and now we have the barrel roll drop at 70 miles an hour, and it is just fantastic. I feel like I'm in a, I can do that all day, and that's a difference. When I get off Steel Vengeance, I my heart's racing, I'm winded, it's really intense. Not to say that Iron Gwazi wasn't, because my heart was racing and all that, but I could, if they said push the train through, I could probably do that all day like I do with Twisted Timbers. So because of the fact that it's rewritable, it has the elements that I love. I love the quick transitions. I love the wave turns. I love the barrel drop slash death roll. Iron Gwazi is by far my number one RMC. Now, is my number one coaster? We're not going to let you know that until um, pretty much the third episode because, you know, we did Mako and SeaWorld, you know, the day before that. I mean, the day afterwards. But then we went to, well, I went to Islands of Adventure and got to ride Velocicoaster. So is Velocicoaster number one? Is Iron Quasi number one? Well, you're going to have to wait about a week, week and a half to find that out. But I will tell you right now that my number one RMC, and it's not even close, is Iron Quasi. Now, there is a couple negatives, and the biggest negative I have is actually the exact opposite of what I countered at Islands of Adventure. At Islands of Adventure, you walk into their store and they have everything with Velocicoaster. They got three or four different t-shirts. They got keychains. They got this. When you actually walk into the Iron Quasi store, more than half of it is Quasi. It's got the old merchandise from the old coaster, which I think is great, but I'm there trying to find a shirt that I want to use for Iron Gwazi, and they had like two kind of styles. That was it, two styles. One of them was not really impressive, and the second one, the only sizes they had were double XL and triple XL. Now, I love food, but I don't think I could put on that much weight just to wear that shirt, so that was a big negative. Bush Gardens, and uh, SeaWorld, they're famous for having... Busch Gardens Williamsburg is a little bit different because they actually market their coasters. When I go to SeaWorld, it's all about SeaWorld and animals. And when I went to uh, Busch Gardens, I was seeing the same thing about their animals. You got yourself a Porsche, a Ferrari. You got yourself one of the best roller coasters in the world. I'm going to say it's probably one of the best roller coasters in the world. And you have one type of t-shirt. You have no real buttons. You have pins. You don't have any refrigerator magnets. It's just so much merchandising that they could be doing. And especially with somebody who has a podcast who gives things away, I was looking for stuff to buy. And it was really difficult for me to buy anything. So that's the only negative I really had. The ride by itself, though. The ride's perfect. It's just SeaWorld. You know, make sure that when you make this thing open to the public March 11th, that you actually have 
a surplus of options for people to buy because this is simply an amazing roller coaster. So, in conclusion, Bush Gardens Tampa is one of my top five parks, and that has not changed. A couple of the placements of the coasters that I rode before have changed. I was bummed about Montu. I was bummed about Shikra. Uh, believe it or not, I was actually bummed about the log flume because I think it's one of the best log flumes I've ever been on. I really enjoyed that log flume. Yet again, I knew some things. It is kind of the off-season-ish when it comes to some of these rides. Mardi Gras, should you do it? That's up to you. If you love alcohol, if this is in the loop, if this is the drunk riders, if this is coasters and brews, then you do the Mardi Gras. But if uh, you're looking for something to eat, it was a little bit uh, sketchy there. And then last but not least, Iron Gwazi. You got to get down there, guys. You got to get down there. This is my top RMC. And I don't see anything out here in the United States that's going to beat it. Uh, like I said, I've done Steel Vengeance. Uh, Air Force One, maybe. Uh, that's going to give us some competition. I'd be curious to see how that compares but right now that purple track i'm in love that purple track um so next episode is going to be on my adventure to sea world orlando so i spent friday and saturday at bush gardens and then that sunday i went to sea world orlando of course i went there to ride icebreaker but i really went there for mako the name of that episode is going to be breaking the ice could you have anything else there also i know some people have been asking about our break run talk that's coming up here this kind of jumped it a little bit there and also we're almost near the end of the uh, first season uh the first year actually of uh the one two five roller coaster challenge so you know we're throwing some fillers in here i usually don't do updates like this but this was such an epic trip and you had iron guazi you know we will be doing the break run talk soon uh the next um park that we're going to be talking about is actually we went back to Six Flags Great Adventure so that's going to be bringing Vince in there we're going to have a good discussion on that end there so hey let's get social if you want to find us on YouTube it's 125 Roller Coaster Challenge you're going to see a lot of different shorts coming up there we're going to have the old live feeds and of course you can actually listen to our podcast on YouTube if you do incline also you can find our podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts on Podcast Addict CastBox there's Pretty much any way you find your podcasts, we're on it there. Make sure you like us. Make sure you follow us because, uh, you know, we do a lot of episodes. This one's a little bit late, but we told you guys it was going to be late because of the trip. Go on Twitter. It's 125 Roller Coast. We cannot get that ER, but it's still great. Go there because we update things all the time. Uh, we just were discussing the Hershey Park. Uh, Sidewinder announcement just came out. You know, as somebody who, to me, it literally is putting makeup on a pig. It is you're decorating a Sidewinder, uh, which is a boomerang. But, you know, they might call it a new coaster. It's not a new coaster to me. We can get in that discussion on Twitter. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook and on Instagram, 125RollerCoaster. And uh, this is Paul, and I'm going to see you in the queue in 2022.